Hello everyone, this is Tom Fox, and I'd like to welcome you to episode 13 of Across the Board. Across the Board is a podcast on corporate governance from the board of directors' perspective, risk management, and compliance. Today I have back with me Rocky Kumar. Rocky is with State Street Global Advisors in a role as a managing director, head of ESG and investment and asset stewardship. We take a look at SSGA's call for greater gender diversity at the board of directors level. This has been a year-long quest by SSG as they move forward into 2018. It began last year with their Fearless Girl campaign, also in uh, approaching corporate boards in the United States, United Kingdom, and Australia. In November, this program expanded to Japan and Canada. We take a look at why boards should seek greater gender diversity, the results that SSGA has seen from its gender diversity campaign, and why gender diversity is such a positive aspect for the board. Also, SSGA has a five-step framework that you can utilize in creating greater gender diversity that we go over. It's a fascinating interview, uh, certainly timely in view of the Weinstein scandal and the Me Too movement. There are several documents that SSGA has put out on this that we're going to link to in the show notes. This is Tom Fox. Thank you for listening to this episode of Across the Board. Across the Board is a part of the Compliance Podcast Network. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox, back again for another episode. And today, I am extraordinarily pleased to have back with me Rocky Kumar. Rocky is the Managing Director Head of ESG Investment and Asset Stewardship at State Street Global. I've had her on the podcast before, and uh, today we're going to talk about a really exciting initiative, but more than exciting, I think it's an incredibly important initiative SSGA has announced, uh, and it is gender diversity on the board. So, Rocky, with that uh, introduction, thank you again for taking the time to visit with us today. No, thank you very much for having me. So in November, SSG announced it was expanding its guidance on corporate board diversity to public companies in Japan and Canada. Uh, That was not the starting point, though. Uh, This is something that's been an ongoing uh, campaign and debate within, or not debate, but campaign by SSGA for some time. But could you tell us what led to the uh, November initiative, Rocky? Absolutely, yeah. So in the start of uh, this year, uh, ahead of international, or last year, sorry, in 2017, ahead of International Women's Day, State Street began its Phyllis Girl campaign. And that campaign really was about bringing attention to the lack of women uh, in on boards, on company boards. And uh, as part of that campaign, we uh, placed the girl, the statue of a girl in the middle of Wall Street, um, and she became an overnight international sensation where uh, and became a symbol for diversity and lack of diversity both in, at company boards and in society and the issues in society. Um, with, with the Fearless Girl campaign, uh, we really had uh, identified three markets, which were the U.S., Australia and UK, where we were going to screen companies that had no women on boards and take voting action if they did not 
uh, you have a discussion, engage with companies to understand how they approach diversity. But if we felt that they were not um, uh, uh, serious or couldn't explain how they um, brought in diverse thoughts, etc., into the board, then we would take voting action. What we were really looking for was for boards uh, to be, we always look for boards to be strong, effective, independent. And we believe that diversity of thought and background on boards helps make boards stronger. And that is really why we undertook the Fearless Girl campaign. And so I'll stop then. Yeah. Uh, Rocky, in uh, April of 2017, the firm released a white paper, a report entitled Gender Intelligence Bridging the Gap with Research, Science, and relevance. And I had to say some of the findings uh, released were just stunning, uh, particularly the, the first bullet point that 37% of MBAs are women, yet only 4.6 of S&P 500 CEOs are women. But more to the point you ended with, it, it noted that both companies with a higher proportion of women in their executive committees have become, have a better financial performance, 41% better return on equity and 56% better in terms of overall earnings before interest and taxes. And that teams with an equal mix of women and men outperformed male dominated teams in profit and sales and peaked and performance peaked when a team had about 55% of women. So uh, with that background uh, and the Fearless Girl um, uh, campaign, which you're absolutely right, I think was literally a worldwide, um, uh, uh, if not announcement, it certainly was a worldwide event that everyone across the globe could understand and uh, be a part of. Has uh, SSGA seen any results from its gender diversity campaign as yet? Absolutely. We have had uh, conversations with many companies. We've seen many companies uh, add women on board, and we will be announcing that uh, shortly. We are still doing the numbers, but uh, I could say that uh, it is a very... Um, uh, it's a it's a it's a strong number. In addition, I think it's the conversations we are having with companies. It's the fact that we're raising this issue at uh, in a, on a systemic level um, at at a company level, not just a company but market wide level, that has been uh, transformative. And some of the good conversations are with companies who already have a woman on their board, and they come to us and they say, "Look, we know we already have a woman, and we are not going to get screened out for voting action, but we have just." We are prioritizing enhancing diversity on our boards. Um, and I think that is where this conversation is uh, going. Um, and I think, you know, you, you talked a lot about um, uh, the impact, like the actual evidence that having more diverse boards actually helps long-term performance. Um, and we've had companies say, but it makes sense. Like, why wouldn't you, especially when you have, when you try to understand who companies are serving and the broader society and the diversity in society, how do you get those thoughts of those individuals who are customers or clients or employees that you're targeting, that, that you want to have them represented on the board? Rocky, the uh, campaign SSGA started, I, I believe, was incredibly prescient and important in light of the Weinstein scandal. Uh, based upon that, have you found or has SSGA found companies open to having this conversation or more open, I should say? 
Yeah, I think I think uh, boards are struggling uh, as much as shareholders are with regards to how do you ensure that you don't have um, a, you know a, a culture that perpetuates behavior that's unacceptable. Most companies will talk and share, demonstrate that they have policies, right? But we know policies do not necessarily uh, create culture. And I think that's where the conversations we've had with female board directors have been very interesting because they're the ones who really see themselves as um, trying to raise these questions and ensure that there is gender equality at uh, all levels of management uh, on and on, on broader issues. So uh, I think that, um, you know, I, I can't say that without a woman on the board, uh, boards are not taking this seriously, but I can definitely say that the conversations we've had with uh, female board directors have been, uh, is, is very powerful and, and they are, they feel personally responsible for uh, actions uh, on the board. Rocky, I'd now like to turn to a speech given by State Street President and COO Ron O'Hanley at the uh, fourth biennial Breakfast of Corporate Champions hosted by the Women's Forum of New York back in uh, November. The speech was entitled Expanding the Call for More Gender Diversity. And one of the things that struck me was Ron laid out a, a process or a protocol by which companies could begin to take a look at their own boards and ask questions uh, about, uh, or at least engage in internal conversation about board diversity. And it really laid out a format and framework for companies to think about this. And I was wondering if you could just walk us through this. Right. So, so this was so when we look at board diversity, and as shareholders, we've been targeting board diversity because we sh- we elect directors. But really, uh, diversity uh, goes through across the organization. It, it becomes a pipeline issue very quickly. Do you have qualified women uh, to be to become? Um, um, directors on board. And and I think one of the questions uh, we have and we engage with companies, they're like, well, we want a woman, but we just can't find a qualified individual. And that got us thinking as to what really are the barriers? Is it that they're not, not enough qualified women? Or, or is it the way we're approaching the nomination and the election and and the identification of director candidates, that's a, that's a concern. So what we have really tried to identify is a pathway that companies and boards can undertake to enhance diversity. And we start, there are five real issues we're focusing on. The first one is, are you asking for a, a very narrow, defining the, the uh, individual you're looking for or um, as, as in a very narrow uh, construct, which can, constraints, putting constraints such as we need a person who served as a CEO. Now, we know that not that many female CEOs. So if you require a director to be a serving CEO or uh, have served as a CEO, you're considerably reducing your pool. Now, the question we're asking companies is, do you need every director to have been a serving CEO? Uh, so can we can we expand that? Do we need? Let, let's ask ourselves if we need that. The second bit is assessing current levels of um, uh, women at different levels of, of management, right? So what? How how many uh, women do you have at every level of management? Because eventually your pipeline is also something that will help create more women candidates, uh, more qualified women candidates for the whole 
everyone in 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 uh, for all listed companies. And so, um, and a culture and promote a culture of diversity within the organization. So, are you actually? tracking these metrics and are you setting goals, long-term goals to achieve broader and promote broader diversity at every level of management? The third one is, are you acting on uh, these these metrics that you're seeing? What actions are you taking? Are you trying to address the biases? Are you trying to change your promotion practices, etc.? The fourth one is about uh, identifying diversity champions within your firm. So both at the board level and at management level. It doesn't have to necessarily be a woman. It can be males who can be uh, change agents and diversity champions where they are promoting uh, uh, identification and promoting women and, and asking and, and be responsible for asking, why is it that we don't ha- have that many women at different levels of ma- senior levels of management? And the fifth one is actually communicating this, making it being more transparent about it, right? Actually turning around and saying that these are numbers and this is where we want to go. It's a journey and we understand it. And, but, but that's aspirational where we want to be and we hope to be um, because without that transparency, you're not going to hold yourself accountable for uh, pushing diversity. Rocky, I found this to be an incredibly powerful uh, set of questions to ask and actions to take. And it really ties into one of the things that struck me that you said earlier, which was this is really about a conversation. And what I wanted to ask, are companies open to having the conversations around this framework that you laid out? Does this help not only SSGA talk to them, but help them talk internally to themselves? Yes, I I do believe that uh, most companies uh, are starting to raise these questions now. Um, We've only had a few conversations with companies where they have said, we agree to disagree with you uh, in the sense that, you know, we see this as a cost uh, and we are happy with our board right now. And when in the next uh, round, when we're we're looking for a new uh, director, then we will think of uh, looking for a female candidate. But for now, we're fine. Uh, we've had very few such conversations, right? So most companies have really said, got it, understand where you're co- coming from, give us some time. Uh, we we will look at this issue differently and thank you so much for working with us. And I think that's that's where we think that this is not a overnight change. This will take time, but, uh, you know, if you don't raise the issues now, uh, tomorrow is not going to look, is going to look the same without us um, bringing up these issues, and we don't want tomorrow to look the same. Rocky, I was wondering if I could change the focus a little bit now to ask, what do you or what does SSGA view as its role uh, as an asset manager? Yes, so, so Tom, you did cut out a little bit there, but um, I would say that uh, in general, we are we are your long term. We, we through our index business, uh, we are your quintessential long term shareholder. Uh, and as a long-term shareholder, we are uh, we, we are very focused on long-term issues that impact value. If you think of us as uh, being paid out last, uh, a long-term shareholder is paid out last after everyone else's, whether it's the government and fines, whether it is employees, whether it's your debt holders. So we really have to take uh, uh, your broader uh, mentality 
you know interests in mind when we when we look at it. So we, uh, in addition, as an index holder, you can't sell your shares. So you have to engage. And when we engage with companies, we uh, go ahead and um, uh, raise questions which uh, sh- you know shareholders, active or, or, or short-term shareholders, may not raise, such as diversity. Rocky, unfortunately, we're near the end of our time, but I was wondering if there's uh, anything that you would like to add uh, that we haven't uh, been able to uh, articulate around SSGA's gender diversity campaign. No, I think uh, I think for the only thing I would end with is saying that this is a journey. Uh, I think we've made a very good start. I think the fearless girl has helped raise the issue not only in the markets we targeted but actually worldwide uh, which is one of the reasons we expanded to uh, Canada and Japan and we'll continue to look at new markets when we feel they're ready Uh, we will uh, go into other markets and I think that uh, having other asset managers also prioritize diversity uh, once uh, you know uh, following our announcement has been very helpful as um, uh, it's important for companies to hear that diversity matters not just from SSGA but from the broader investment community. So I've been visiting with Rocky Kumar. She's the managing director at uh, SSGA, head of ESG investment and asset stewardship. We've been talking about the gender diversity campaign by State Street Global Advisors. Uh, We have uh, talked about several white papers and uh, documents uh, and information released by State Street Global, which we'll link to in the show notes. Rocky, I want to thank you again for taking the time to visit with me, and I look forward to your next initiative. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox again. I'd like to thank you for listening to this episode of Across the Board. If you have any questions about Across the Board, corporate governance at the board level, or risk management, please feel free to email me at tfox at tfoxlaw.com. Also, if you would rate this podcast, if you have listened to it on iTunes, as it would help in our ratings and also help get the word out about one of the singular podcasts on board and corporate governance and risk management. Thank you again for listening, and I hope you'll join us again for another episode of Across the Board. Across the Board is a part of the Compliance Podcast Network. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.